because that's what he does. Well, now just, I've started. Just when you think that he's not recording. <laughs> it's content. We have to record it at it's all times. It's content. Okay. Everything so, is recorded. So we've started recording. Hi. 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 It's uh, me, my parents, and Liam Neeson. Uh, we're going to introduce ourselves because we always remember. I'm no, Dan. we don't. I'm Carrie. I'm Patrick. The yeah. last time I checked. Okay. Uh, this I week... hope you're Patrick. I don't want to be married <laughs> to anyone else. So last week, I don't know if this will actually be what was posted last week. I think our timeline's gotten a little confused. Wonky? I confused. That's a specific. Thing. It's only because you're in charge of the technical. I know it's because I'm in charge. This is all my fault. <laughs> Don't put me in charge of that. Last week we got from the library a movie by the name of Suspect, but we looked up. I okay. We I looked up. I Daniel did all the did. hard work. Yeah, I don't do that stuff. I looked up the plot synopsis, and I thought, eh, I don't know if this is a Liam Neeson movie or a movie with Liam Neeson in it. So we got Widows from the Red, the Red Box, and it turns out. That one was a movie with Liam Neeson in it instead of a Liam Neeson movie. So joke was on us. Mm-hmm. So this week we decided, you know what? We've got this movie. We kept the movie from the library. Let's watch Suspect. It. So, Suspect 1987. This is six years before Schindler's List. I With a very young Liam Neeson. And a very young Dennis Quaid. And a very young Cher. And a very young Cher. Oh, wait. Cher. Cher still looks that young. <laughs> Not quite. So she's had work done. Pretty decent. It's <laughs> a pretty decent did. list. John she, John Mahoney, who's done a lot of things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Frazier's dead. Not Seinfeld's dead. That's a different guy. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mantegna, who is in Criminal Minds. That's mm-hmm. the show he's in. Mm-hmm. Currently, uh, current, currently, relatively currently. I believe he's yeah. still in that show. I think he is. Uh, so he pay, he plays a, a prosecuting. He plays attorney. a prosecuting attorney. So he's going from a crime thing to a crime thing, which doesn't surprise us. Yeah. Now, and then who was the other guy who was the district attorney? Ooh. Big, you know. Philip Bosco, if I'm going by what the guy's guy looks like. Wait, yeah. no, no, the the other... The uh, other Monty, important Monty, guy. Or the district, the... Uh, are we talking about Not the... Not the guy who killed himself, but the, the guy at the end who came into the courtroom at the end. Yeah, that's Philip Bosco, if I'm going by yeah. picture on IMDb. Because he's a fairly familiar character yeah. actor. So, as we normally do, we, I try and look up uh, the Academy Awards. So, the Academy Awards that took place in 88, of the movie's about 87. Uh, the yeah. Last Emperor stole the show at the Academy Awards. Just really? wrecked everybody. I remember seeing that. It was uh, the first movie since... Or was it the first one ever? Uh, but I saw a fact about this. About The Last Emperor? The second film after 1958's Gigi... To earn nine Oscar nominations and win all of them. Oh wow! Last Emperor kicked everything's butt. That was a that was a lovely film. Visually, it was interesting. It was so it got yeah. best picture, mm-hmm. best director, costumes. Were it gorgeous. did not get best actor. That went to Michael Douglas for Wall Street. Yeah, but the costumes were awesome. It did not get best actress. That went to Cher for Moonstruck. Oh, yeah. She, Moonstruck came out the same year as this. I told you I didn't tell you something interesting. I remember seeing that movie also. And then I, I and what did I say during this film? Cher is not the greatest actress. Mm, yeah. Oh, and then, wait a minute. She yeah. got an Academy Award that year. For that year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, this film did Just not... Just prove me wrong. This film did not uh, blow any minds. At least the one we watched, Suspect, did not really blow any minds here. I think it was entertaining. Yep. It was entertaining in a way that I was not expecting. There we go. There Ray's we go. Male Heterosexual Dance Hall, best live action short film that year. <laughs> oh my. Thanks, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Okay, I just did the, I just did the internet mom thing on the phone and looked up Cher because we were chatting about how young everybody looks in this film. Oh my goodness, she's had so much plastic surgery on her yeah. face. Yeah, now she just looks she's, ridiculous. She, she's but wax, she's done a really good job. She's of, a wax no, museum to professionals. It has not. It does not look. She's good. a wax museum to all of Cher. Okay, it is. All right, we aren't going to go further with that. No, it's just not. It Dolly Parton's. Plastic surgeon does a better job than share. Okay, whatever. Okay, you heard it from me, folks. Okay, anyways. So, uh, this film is a long episode of Law and Order. Mm-hmm. It kind of is, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Uh, we have... Now, if you've watched Law and Order or CSI or NCIS or... Oh, pick a show. Pick one of them. Pick a primetime crime drama. CSI Boise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think this was CSI DC. This was CSI DC. The way it works is you get to see a little bit about why a murder would happen, followed by people doing something completely unrelated, but happening upon a victim of murder. Yes. Right away, you, it's murder. Is it blood yeah. force trauma? No, it isn't. Well, we, we skip the forensic part because that's all CSI and NCIS business. <laughs> if we're doing law and order, we're paying attention to the lawyers and the uh, actual facts of the case. Fair enough. So in this one, we start with... Some old fart who we determine is a U.S. Supreme Court justice, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's what we think. Yeah. Yeah. We're or, pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It either is implied there or later in the film. Yeah. Uh, giving something to an assistant. Which I thought was a, an envelope with a lot of cash in it. it because was, it, was a, it was called a Christmas gift. Yep. And, so, and it was from a locked drawer. So, okay, we're already thinking shady things about this guy. Mm-hmm. Then his then she goes out of the room and he takes it's is that a shotgun or is it just a large it's rifle? It's a double barrel. It was shotgun. a double barrel shotgun and he starts like sighting down the barrel like he's gonna. And then he says he's gonna clean off his he's desk. Go My first thought was, oh, he's gonna clean it off with his shotgun. No, he cleans his head off with his shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, kids. Merry Christmas. Uh, we jump. But we don't get to see that because it's 1987, and we're not. We don't need to see all the blood and gore. We saw. We do see a little bit later. But, we do, but we don't see. Yeah. You know, his head being blown off. This is when we cut to people doing random stuff, finding the murder victim, right. who is not this guy because he he wasn't murdered. Mm-hmm. He went a different way. We find the woman that he gave the packet of money to, mm-hmm. or whatever. We thought, I thought it was American yeah. money, for sure. Yeah. Do we cut, then here, then we go to Liam Neeson's. He's, he's the first of the three that shows up. By the way, Liam Neeson is not above the line on this one. It's too early in his career. Technically, he's third listed. He was third in, billing. In mm-hmm. the credits. Yeah, he's right yeah. below the title of the film. And we see him, because they're clearing out the homeless people that were around the area where she, where this lady was found. Mm-hmm. And they go to pull him out of his admittedly pretty nice place that he's got. It looked pretty solid. It wasn't cardboard. No, it, it was looks, a metal culvert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty good spot. And he is real beardy and long hair, you know. Grubby. grubby Hardly recognize him. Uh, slashing at people with a knife. Mm-hmm. Bites a cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he comes out swinging. He's huge, and he makes the most of it. Uh-huh. And... Well, I think because he is a, a, a large man... To have him be in that metal culvert. I mean, he filled the space. Oh, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. So now we are getting the impression that he's going to be in trouble for this because the cops are hitting him with cop sticks. And they found uh, the dead woman's... Purse. Uh, ID, ID or yeah. purse mm-hmm. or something Yeah, with him. And 
from there, we have to establish the other important people in this film. So then we see Cher getting her car robbed live in the middle of rush hour uh -huh. to make us sympathize with her that she's having a bad time. She's having a bad day. Which they talk about a lot, and we don't see nearly as much as we should. They didn't want to add the extra 20 minutes. We see more about Dennis Quaid's character's uh, stuff more than we see about hers. It, that's true. Because uh, Dennis Quaid is playing a lobbyist. He's gunning for... He's from Wisconsin. He's from Wisconsin, probably down Kenosha Way. <laughs> he's a dairy lobbyist. I don't he's know. He's a dairy yeah, lobbyist. Yeah, sure, he's probably from Madison, don't <laughs> oh, you know? Oh, yeah. And we see of his character more interesting things than from hers, definitely. We aren't just told that he will do anything to get votes for his bill. We see He shows him. us. He, he shows us. Because he takes Nancy Grace, or whoever she actually is... And I files a bill with her. In the hallway. <laughs> and then probably later in his apartment. We don't know. I, but he did rip off her scarf. Oh yeah, no, they, they, they were definitely doing stuff. So the reason why I originally dismissed this film, and we watched Widows instead, which I think was a mistake after watching this one. Widows was a mistake? I think, I think skipping this one to watch Widows. I think this one, from a Liam Neeson's perspective, this one was a better film. Just from his perspective. Right. But I think that, I think we've made up for it by watching it. We have made up for it by watching it. He is... Okay, we should tell you people, this might be a fun film to watch. This might be a fun one. Have fun finding it. It's, mm -hmm. you're going to have to... We got it at our library. Library. You might be on Amazon. We haven't looked. It's definitely not on Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, he is a deaf, mute, war veteran, homeless man. He is a equal opportunities bonanza gold mine, mm -hmm. and this makes it very hard to put him on trial because yeah. you can't. He can't hear you ask questions, and he can't answer them. Correct. Which takes Cher a while to get through. Well, it takes everybody a while to get through. I think it adds that that level of you know falling over ourselves, making huge mm -hmm. stupid mistakes over and over again. But you have to think about the way the plot is set up. It wouldn't have worked if he could hear or speak, because they needed it to drag out long enough for Cher to have character development. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, and even as it was, she had to help us a little bit. No, I think and Dennis Quaid needed. Dennis well, no, Quaid she, did all the helping. Well, she she had to help us a little bit and tell us about her difficult life, and she had to tell us about the difficult. She had to tell life. us about that. That's the difference between the character development Cher had and Dennis Quaid had, because mm -hmm. Cher told us. She was having a difficult life. Mm -hmm. Dennis Quaid showed us. The characters. He, mm -hmm. The character showed us that he was observant. Mm -hmm. right. It was said once, but it was said after he was observant. That's Not true. opened up your file and said, it says here in your record that you're observant. Because I've seen things like that, and they make me mad. Right, right. <laughs> because that's screenwriting 101. Mm -hmm. Never say, never tell when you can show. Mm-hmm. Although, this movie showed me how old I was. Oh, you... Oh, my goodness. Which, East, old, which the, old thing do we talk about first? The Easter eggs of oldness. It, this made me feel like it was a holiday. All right. The first thing I noticed, the price of gas. You tiny children who are listening okay, to this podcast. We're not going to tell you what the price of gas is in this movie. You need to look for it because it's a beautiful... I want you to think of a Easter number egg. that you think gas could be. And if you're under the age of 20... It's too high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then what was the next thing? Uh, oh, and then attempt to read Cher's handwriting, because wait a minute, kids, it's cursive. Yep. Yep. And 
wait for it, wait for it. They use pay phones. Yes, kids. And back in the olden <laughs> days, there were no cell phones. You had to find a phone and hooked put up money to a, into it and put a coin or later on two coins. Or if you're really crafty, a, a washer with a string <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> and you, in order to know someone's phone number, you had to look it up in a book. A paper, I mean, a paper printed book. Here, you could book. memorize a couple people's phone numbers, but you didn't have an address book in your pocket unless you were like... Unless you were in the Terminator movie and looking for Sarah. Yeah, and yeah. Fo- phone books for Washington, D.C. were pretty fat. Well, there they were a lot were of people t- there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the car had a cassette tape player. That was a pretty good car. And it was a plot point. The cassette tape player was uh-huh. a plot point. Uh-huh. And, we, and Cher had permed hair. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful. <laughs> and big shoulder pads, and her jacket was long. Did you see how long that skirt was? Long skirts. It was what was popular. Wasn't that... Wasn't that in the 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 song for the Chuck series? Long, uh, short skirt and a long jacket. Oh, short skirt and a long jacket. Cher had a long skirt and a long jacket. Wouldn't work for Chuck. No. She's pretty tall. Yeah, made her just look taller. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, she was so that also was the happiness next to Liam Neeson. Yeah. <gasps> but that's that's the beauty of the Liam Neeson right there because he's a big guy. So how far are we going to get into this? Is this another one where see the bad movies we can talk about because nobody should watch them? Right. But this is right. the ones that aren't. I mean, this is not a great movie. I, I'm not going to yeah, go that far, but it's pretty well done. If you can find this one, eh. it might. It would be a fun. You know, yes, pick this up from the library and watch it because it's it was entertaining. Yeah, yeah, You're and all... it was fun. It was a good mystery. It was a good uh, Let's spin put at it this the way. end. Yeah, there was twists. I mm-hmm. honestly was not hundred percent sure of the twist until the end. You I wasn't. Kept, had to get pretty close to the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. they did not. Another good thing about old movies, because this is 87. This mm-hmm. is back when... Oh, Daniel wasn't born yet. Yeah, this is older. This movie's <laughs> older than me. Uh, but this was before people needed things explained to them. This is True. another example of show, don't tell. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. nowadays, I play I play a lot of video games. This is not going to surprise many people, including everyone else on this podcast. Well, that's true. I play video games, but, but not as complex as you but something that has definitely happened more with them and also has happened in other popular media is the they want to make it more accessible to a greater population because then more people will buy it. Mm-hmm. Which means you can't assume people will know things. Because we have to, it's lowest common denominator. Yeah, this is, I, I refer to this sometimes as the Walmartification. Ouch. Which is a bit harsh, and I mean no offense to the people that work at Walmart, because it's not their fault. Walmart. It's not their fault. <laughs> no, you're that just they talking about generic America. I'm worrying about the generic America, the corporate people who assume that you can't figure anything out for yourself and you need to be told. This is the kind of thing when you play the shooting games and they need to put big hovering arrows over where you need to stand. And then when you stand there, they put hovering arrows over the guys you need to shoot. And then if you take too long to shoot the guys, your fr- your computer guys will shoot the bad guys for you and then you can keep going. <laughs> Mom no, says no. No, really. There was one game where you could do the entire first like 15 minutes without doing anything. The game would just play itself while you walked along. Mom that sounds says like my no. kind of game. No. Mom says <laughs> no to that. You were assassinating Fidel Castro. You wouldn't play that game. Mom says no. That's just stupid. You know, turn it off and go outside and play in the snow. That's okay. what I say. Still, in this film, there are there are multiple times where, basically, if this movie were being made today, 
they would have a character say something like, Did ah, you see that? You noticed because you are so observant this thing. Aha. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this Or film, they would zoom in on a certain something well, they, so well, we would be sure well, to Well, they did that once. They did do that once. Yeah. But At least they once. didn't say it was they didn't say have one of the characters go, Ah, I have seen the thing that they zoomed in on. That must mean dot 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 Oh <laughs> and then go it, do the thing. Exactly. They figured audiences could make that out themselves. What we had a brain in the eighties. Yeah. There was even a point where we had to rely not only on a piece of paper that was given but on anecdotal evidence that was given around the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without it being said. And I guess I missed that. And maybe that's another one of my, you know, throwbacks to an older movie or older times that... Yeah, and we I haven't that. seen... The older Liam Neeson movies are generally not big Hollywood movies. Like, before mm-hmm. 93, he's not in movies with Cher and Dennis Quaid very mm-hmm. often. That's true. He bef- uh, Before and after was, mm-hmm. or at least close to, because that had Meryl Streep in it. Right. Uh, and that one kind of worked the same way, in that they didn't signpost us. That's another one you can call it, because you sure. try to put up a sign. Here's, <laughs> here. This is what you should be yeah. seeing yeah. right now. Please look at this. We've highlighted it in red. I. Uh, <laughs> Where they assume the audience can figure things out on their own. This one was a good example of that. I really liked that. It made me feel clever. It made me feel like I was participating almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The same way you do in crime shows, like you should do, right. is you want to wrong-foot the audience about who the murderer is at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You want to also wrong-foot them in the middle, which they did. They did. And they And in the end, it's someone that makes perfect sense and you didn't see coming at the beginning or the middle. Right. And that's what happened in this film. And that's what happened in this film. So sorry if we spoiled it for you, but I mean, there it is. Spoilers. Someone murdered the person who got murdered. <gasps> sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it was a character in the movie. Oh, gasp. <gasps> oh man. And Cher Talk figures it spoiler. out. And Cher totally figures it out. Because yeah. she's Cher. And she got an Academy Award. She got an year. Academy Award this year. I think she was in three films this year or something. Really? Okay, her agent did a really fabulous job then. Jim Carrey's big year, he was in three films. Who else was in three films that year? What, we should look that up right now. Well, I know Jim Carrey was Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, and The Mask all in one year. That's your homework for next week. Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, and Ace Ventura. Jim Carrey was in three films that year. It was a good year for him. Famous thespian James Carrey. We've talked about it before. But I think (laughs) we'll just leave it as homework for our listeners. Yes. I watch this film and see if you can guess who the murderer is before halfway through. Yeah. 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 Well, now that we've told them it's not who you think it is, or then who you think it is, they I probably mean, will. They probably will, but that but still leaves okay. the rest of the people in the film. Okay. The other thing that was super fun for me hmm? was the time when um, Cher and Dennis Quaid go to this fancy schmancy library in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. We do have to talk about this. And Patrick and I immediately looked at this beautiful space with the really old um, oak tables. So put a and pause thought, here. If you were going to go to a library in Washington, D.C., which library would you go to? Pop quiz. Time's it, up. It's the Library of Congress. Well, That's and Patrick and I have been there because yes. I have a couple of books that are actually in the collection at the Library of Congress. So we went there. We did the tour. We had my books pulled from the stacks. It it's was so beautiful lovely. It's a gorgeous place. But yeah. then in the movie, we looked at this library and thought, wait a minute. That's not the Library of Congress. Because you can't film in the Library of Congress, at least 
No, you are, you're not even allowed to bring, well, now, you're not even allowed to bring your cell phone into the Library of Congress. Yeah. It's a pretty important place. They like to keep it that way. Mm -hmm. So how do you film a movie in the Library of Congress? Well... The good news is the Daughters of the American Revolution has their own building in Washington, D.C., uh, not far from the White House. And actually, the building kind of looks like the White House. In fact... West Wing filmed many of their White House exterior scenes on the steps of the Daughters of the American Revolution building. And I happen to know this because, oh, wait a minute, I'm a member. So I've been in the library in the DAR building, and that's where they filmed. So it's kind of exciting to see, oh, yeah, I've oh, yeah, been in that place. Sat at that table, I've sat basically. at that table. I've sat at that table. Oh, wait, they don't let you go up the spiral staircase anymore. That's because it's old. It's old, well, and they want to make sure that everybody goes up the skinny staircase over at the other end. And in this particular <laughs> scene, there's a lot of DAR books, and then they have cleverly placed some law books around there, so it looks like a law mm -hmm. library. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, it, it very much, when I look at the, the stacks of books, it looks like the DAR library to me. But I think if, you're, if you don't know, you think, oh, that's just a library with a lot of books, mm -hmm. where law books have that stereotypical... Um, you know, they're thicker mm -hmm. and they've got the uh, like a red section in the middle of the spine. Mm -hmm. So so they all can match. So they all are matching. Match. Yes. So anyway, that was a fun throwback for me. All right. Any, any other things not plot related we want to talk about? Because this is another one where we're not talking about the... We got to watch a bad movie so we can talk about the plot again. <laughs> okay. That is your job for next week. Find us a bad movie. Okay. We're going to watch, I don't know, Nut Job? Maybe. I don't know. I'm looking okay. forward to That's... watching the nut job. Okay, well then find a, a find one. a better it, worse it's a, movie. It's a DreamWorks animated movie. No, we're gonna find oh, a better really? bad movie. A better bad good. movie. We it are. To be, it's, or it's gonna be sexy times. We can get some from. There Brian. were already implied sex. Well, no, not no, maybe no. This was Dan Dennis Quaid's sexy times. Oh, Dennis no, Quaid took his no, shirt off. No, Spider-Man, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> we, yes, I had a no Spider-Man no moment again, which yeah. happened a lot, unfortunately. Uh, Remember, so kids, if you yell at the TV, then the actors in the movie will listen to you. <laughs> That's totally how it works. That's yeah. totally how it works. The, the baseball team will listen to you if you yell at the radio. <laughs> Grandma. Yep. We haven't gotten to talking about peril. No. Well, his peril is high at the beginning and significantly lower at the end. Mm -hmm. Because he's incarcerated, and it's not implied that he's the kind of incarcerated where he'll get murdered for what he knows. He got beat on. He got beat on, but that was again so, at the beginning. Okay, so here's a question. Is a threat of long-term like life in prison, is that considered peril? Incarceration yeah. is not peril. Well, but, but there was a pretty good likelihood... Unless he had a good attorney, like Cher. Yeah, who was a very good attorney. <laughs> oh my gosh, I want Cher for my attorney. She's yeah, there was a pretty good likelihood he was going to be incarcerated Who was the term. actress in Legally Blonde? Why can't I do this? Oh, no, her name just, like, Blonde. Reese Witherspoon. Thank you. Reese Witherspoon. She needed a good lawyer like Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> like Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> who always dresses in pink. Yeah. Um, Cher did not dress I, in pink. So is that is that peril because he's going to be incarcerated? No. Mm. Are, you, are we talking peril is just life threatening? I think peril is life threatening. Yeah, I don't. I think... mean, I would think an innocent man. Oh, wait, spoiler. Um, would be feeling a lot of peril if he was going to be incarcerated at the at the end when he is on when he is on the stand. I would say that the tone of his not voice. Mm -hmm. Is that of a man who was in who was very feeling who felt, peril? His, 
that it was Th- this, perilous. This is a rare. This is going to be a rare one where enough stress equals peril, and I think that is where he was at. That yeah, point. I don't know if it was stress, but it was serious threat to his existence. Yeah. Say it's just not threat to his life because, of course, they made it very clear that the death penalty was not an option. Yeah, that actually comes up at one point. Yes. Which is, it felt a little out of place, but whatever. Yeah. I wonder if at that time, if that was a really big issue in D.C. Hmm. I wonder if there had been, if there, I mean, just one of the things, if it was, if that was current, current news, current topics. Yeah, good question. So Reagan wasn't president then, that was Bush. Death Penalty Information Center. Uh, this is a this is the, the sound of us all death looking at things. Was nullified by the Supreme Court in seventy two and repealed in eighty one. The residents voted against the death penalty in ninety two. So at the time, so it was it was somewhat in flux. At the time, it appears to have been actually a possibility. The death penalty was around between eighty one and ninety two. Well, and then that that makes it. And Reagan was president. Reagan in, was in eighty seven. The last yeah. person to be executed in D.C. was nineteen fifty seven. Yeah. So uh, the, because at the time the law mandated a death sentence for conviction of first degree murder, but at the time in at the time, <laughs> capital punishment was a thing in D.C. Hmm. Whether or not it was supposed to be just wasn't on the movie. In the movie, <laughs> they said it wasn't. But right. in reality, it was. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I suppose if they had it on the table, I think it would. It, I, would that have changed much? Do you think? No. No. Wouldn't it? Well, the parameter it would have gone up. The parameter would have gone up a little. Yeah, mm-hmm. and oh, a lot. And the nah, eventual guy oh, who is guilty of it would probably have reacted differently. Ha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh. well, perils definitely hide the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because he's getting beat up oh, by police officers. Billy and clubs he's being. Then he's fighting in prison and things like that. Mm-hmm. He's not a cal- necessarily calm individual throughout this film. He does not handle his peril terribly well. Well, and this is, we have to remember, this we, is back before, you know, we currently understand about PTSD. Yeah. And... This guy was probably suffering from it hardcore. Oh, he, was, he was Vietnam. Long term. And, and you know, it every, comes up. any war, I think people suffered PTSD, and it's only been in our modern knowledge that we have come to terms with the fact that this is this is a terrible thing, and we've asked our 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 men and women to go into battle and to do this stuff, and that, but we're not really sure how it affects them. In this film, they really forever. don't they don't explore it because they don't scientifically know enough about it, right? Like. If this were made today, we'd probably be seeing flashbacks. We'd be doing yeah. the whole he hears jackhammer noise outside and thinks it's machine gun fire, which we which I've seen in other crime shows right, where right. they have PTSD people mm-hmm. who do right. murder and then don't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even whatever. Uh, right. But I think that that's just an interesting thing looking at the movie from at the time that it was made. You know, the the information that we have now would certainly color the movie if it was made yeah. today. Not yes. not to mention the fact that things like DNA samples. Oh, pfft. DNA was not mentioned in the movie, but today it would um, be yeah, all over. Well, it. They didn't mention DNA. They mentioned like skin cells and they, they were able to test it. Skin cells and right. skin cells and they didn't and a call hair it DNA, but they didn't call it DNA. Yeah. Right now it'd be all over that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are we calling so, this one? I don't know. You guys go. What do you think? 
quit playing with the Legos because that'll make noise on the podcast. We'll make noise on the podcast. Stop that. Oh, oh my gosh, that's really loud. <laughs> You're ruining my audio. You're ruining okay. your audio. Rip headphone users. Oh my gosh. Those people. Sorry. Tune in next week when we replace Patrick on the podcast. Oh no, he'll be gone next week. Hi. Next week. <laughs> I will be gone next week. And you will replace me. You'll find somebody to come in and take Oh, place. we might not. We might not. Oh no, we can't. No. Just because you're going to be someplace warm without us. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's cold uh, here. I. Uh, and we're not just talking about the living five, room. Five, middle of the road. Four. Oh, I hate to be that person that has to make a decision. You, make decisions, you don't have please. to make a decision. I had to pick How what was feel? for dinner. Yeah. How do you feel? I feel satisfied. I had a really nice dinner. <laughs> okay, so is that a four because... or a five? <laughs> <laughs> I say four. Four it is. Four it is. Do I have to qualify my four? No. Nope. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tune in next week when we figure out something to do. Oh, we'll be here. Bye. We'll be here. <laughs> oh, no, not bye yet. Now it's bye. <laughs>